Well, the last podcast I recorded was really great, but unfortunately no one will hear it because the machine was not recording. Don't ask me what happened, but let's start over from the beginning, folks. This is Season 8, Episode 176, Power in Short Prayers. This is Empowering Encouragement, Number 13, Peter Walks on Water, found in Matthew Chapter 14. It says, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Well into the night, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from the land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came toward them walking on the sea very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them. Have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him and said to him, you have little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. Sinking times are praying times with the Lord's servants. Peter neglected prayer as he stepped out into the treacherous waves. But when he began to sink, his danger made him a pleader. And his cry, though late, was not too late. In our hours of bodily pain and mental anguish, we find ourselves as naturally driven to prayer as the wreck is driven upon the shore by the waves. The fox races to its hole for protection, The bird flies to the wood for shelter, and even so the tried believer runs to the mercy seat of Jesus for safety. Comparing to the act of sailing, heaven's great harbor of refuge is all prayer. Thousands of weather-beaten vessels have found a haven there, and the moment a storm comes on, it is wise for us to make for it with all the sails in full position. Short prayers are long enough. There were just three words in the petition which Peter gasped out, but they were sufficient for his purpose. Lord, save me. Not length, but strength is desirable. A sense of need is a mighty teacher of brevity. If our prayers had less of the tail feathers of pride and more wing, they would be all the better. Verbiage is to devotion as chaff is to the wheat. Let's break that last phrase down. Verbiage means speech or writing that uses too many words. Devotion is love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. Chaff is the dry, scaly, non-nutritive, protective casing of the seeds of grain. So wordiness in prayer is frivolous filler and does not impress or move God to action. And it definitely does not demonstrate our devotion to Him in the best way. In the model prayer of Jesus, He told His followers in Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, When you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. The Pharisees were all showing no go. They loved to hear themselves pray with their lofty words, and they loved to be the spectacle in the public forum so all could hear and see their great devotion. And to that scene, Jesus says garbage, jibber-jabber. A plethora of words to God in prayer is impotent jibber-jabber. Precious things lie in small confines, and all that is real prayer in many a long address might have been uttered in a petition as short as that of Peter. 
The emphasis here in today's podcast on the effectiveness of short prayers does not negate spending a lot of time in one sitting in prayer. In the book of Luke chapter 6 verse 12, it says that Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. So how can you reconcile the two aspects of prayer that Christ himself modeled? Our time spent in prayer should be characterized by the use of words which get to the point and don't beat around the bush. Say what you mean and mean what you say and get on with it. We can have full confidence that God takes the short prayer just as serious as the long prayer, but in both cases, wordiness is a waste of our time and God's. On the night of Jesus' betrayal, in Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 36 and following, it says, Then Jesus went out with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed. My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Christ's soul was so overwhelmed with sorrow almost to the point of death. His words were brief. He knew his betrayal had already occurred and the soldiers were on their way. He was watchful for the impending events that would launch the grisly road to the cross. And as any, and as any of us would who know God as our Heavenly Father, he made full sail for heaven's harbor of all prayer and found safe haven there. Here is a major point. Persistence in prayer and vain repetition are two different things. God hears the brief prayer just like he hears the long prayer. But the wordy prayer filled with vain repetition is meaningless. Our extremities are the Lord's opportunities. Immediately, a keen sense of danger forces an anxious cry from us. The ear of Jesus hears, and with him, ear and heart go together, and the hand does not long linger. At the last moment, we appeal to our master, but his swift hand of rescue makes up for our delays by instant and effectual action. As Peter began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And the Bible says that immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said to him, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? Standing on the water, Jesus pulled Peter out of the waves. The weight of two human bodies pressing on the water with one supernatural pool. What an image. Are we just now nearly engulfed by the boisterous waters of affliction? Let us then lift up our souls to our Savior, and we may rest assured that He will not allow us to perish. When we can do nothing, Jesus can do all things. Let us enlist His powerful aid upon our side, and all will be well. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.